It is a blind cricket club. It's not a joke. For everything you need to know about blind cricket globally, check out the Blind Cricket Club with Shazane Daily. The Blind Cricket Club. Yes, it's real. It's not a joke. Yes, it is. World greatest game. Blind Cricket. Blind Cricket. Subscribe to the podcast, share, and leave a review. Come down with you down the Calais. Come to Jusava Alley. Hotel Melangas Agogo. Good afternoon, good night, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Listening to the Blind Cricket Club right here with your boy Shafin Daily. And today... We have Mr. Raymond Moxley, the Chairman of Blind Cricket Australia and the General Secretary of World Blind Cricket. And people, if you want to know about Blind Cricket, this is a man to speak to, definitely. Alright, so good day Mr. Moxley, welcome to the Blind Cricket Club. Pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, so you're you're from Australia, and I'm, I, have, I have to ta- ask you about this first because cricket, from what I read, blind cricket um, actually started back in Australia in 1922. So I just wanted to clear up that first. Give us a little history about blind cricket and how it got started back in Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. It was started by uh, people returning from World War One. Who were, uh, who were people who had lost their vision uh, during the war and they were at the Blindness Institute. And someone put some pebbles in a can and rolled it along the ground. They, they sort of developed an audible ball and then of, of some <laughs> sort and then someone got the idea of hitting that with a bit of a stick. Yeah. And, uh, and that was the genesis of blind cricket and it's now played in 10 countries and about 70,000 registered blind cricketers internationally. So uh, it's, yep. Yeah, it's getting close to its hundred years, and it's uh, it's had a big expansion in the last probably uh, ten or twenty. Oh, that's, that's amazing, there. Just from putting some pebbles in a in in, in a tin, cricket blind cricket was formed. That's amazing, though. I I, I really oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, blind, blind, blind people are pretty resourceful, so yes, uh, that's for true. Yeah, that's for uh, true. As it relates, you know, the hundred years coming up. That's like maybe what, two years, roughly two years away. Is Australia blind cricket planning any? Final celebration, or will you guys be maybe hosting a World Cup beer for that celebration? Or what, what, what is in the pipeline to, to celebrate the 100 years of blind cricket? Let's hope that we can do something uh, substantial on a, on a world stage, but we we don't have the funding for that. So at the moment, Blind Cricket Australia, uh, mm-hmm. our job is we, we've signed a memorandum of understanding with Cricket Australia. So Cricket Australia now run our international program. Mm-hmm. Um, I am now in charge of grassroots and development of uh, blind cricket. Um, now, on the surface, that might sound great. You might think, wow, you know, Cricket Australia running the, the national team. But Cricket Australia rely on 
uh, external funding to do that and their budgets are quite tight so that mm-hmm. in fact we've probably played less cricket under Cricket Australia's uh, control than mm-hmm. we had on our own. The difference is that uh, we uh, are now uh, fully going to be self-funded or fully, uh, well, sorry not self-funded, we're going to be fully funded by Cricket Australia whereas in the past uh, we've paid our own way. So for instance when we and I was one of the team who toured the West Indies in 2010, if my memory's correct. Yes, 2010. Yeah, went to Barbados, and mm-hmm. that team, I think it cost something like four to $5,000, so close enough at that time, US, Australian dollar were pretty well on parity, so four, between four and 5,000 US dollars for us to get from Australia to, uh, to Barbados, that's per player. Mm-hmm. And that, that meant when we came across that there were there were some of our better players didn't go because they didn't have that spare money. Um, so this uh, relationship we've got with Cricket Australia now, the hope is that, uh, that they'll be picking up the bill entirely for all of that sort of stuff for all of our training camps for the national players. So it's very exciting. Uh, looking forward uh, to what's going to be in front of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, I think the first tour is booked in sometime next year. Uh, well, in fact, it's been discussions that it hasn't formally been ratified yet by World Blind Cricket. Um, it's in discussions between Australia and England to, for Australia to, to tour England to play in the middle of next year. But to get back to your question, what are we doing in Australia? Mm. The, the difficulty is there's not a budget for us to host a World Cup. Um, we, Cricket Australia, are probably in a position to host a, an individual team to come to Australia. Okay. Um, but we won't be, there won't be any... Uh, and not not for any what, uh, but there, there won't be any yeah, international level celebrations uh, to commemorate the hundred years of blind cricket. Which, to a degree, is a bit sad because the game has meant so much to so many people, and it would be lovely for the uh, some recognition to be given to uh, the guys who started it off. Obviously, not uh, all that had a. Uh, initially that would be great but mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do but will there be any formal celebration to highlight this tremendous achievement by the Australians over 100 over well, we say 90, 98 years ago there'll be certainly a ceremony of some sort we'll try mm-hmm. to get as many blind cricketers together to celebrate the fact that the game's 100 years old but what we do specifically is uh, wait to see oh, well we just hope for, for the best um, for when that time comes and we just hope something can turn us so guys to celebrate this tremendous achievement um, for blind people across the world, you understand? Well, you mentioned that um, blind cricket, um, cricket Australia um, took over basically the control of blind cricket in, in, in the country now. So, other than like, paying for you guys a um, trip to go overseas and fund your program, do you guys get any form of like stipend or payment or anything along with that? No, no, it's so that. Their control is just of the international team and nothing else. Um, so we look after everything else, although they are helping uh, and, uh, through a group called Lord's Taverners. I'm not sure if Lord's Taverners are active in the West Indies uh, or anywhere through in the Caribbean, but Lord's Taverners uh, and a few other sponsors, um, a, comp- uh, a major a major bank in Australia called Commonwealth Bank, mm-hmm. they fund a national tournament every year, um, which is, is not different to what we have. Uh, what we had in the past, it's a, it's a it's a shorter tournament, but it's it's annual rather than every two years, which is what we used to have. Um, they fund those two activities, or through the state cricket bodies, those two activities are funded, but there's no no player payments, no. So the fact that we've got our costs covered uh, as far as the training camp goes and going overseas, uh, they're, mm-hmm. they're the big boxes that are ticked. 
Okay. okay. We're, a little, we're, we're a little way, from, a little way away from having uh, Steve Smith style uh, contracts being signed. No one's, no one's uh, driving. <laughs> no one's getting uh, living in luxury houses or uh, getting driven around in fancy cars through their blind cricket exploits. Yeah. Okay. I understood. I understood. Subscribe to the podcast, share, and leave a review. What is the state of blind cricket like in Australia currently as it relates to um, national tournaments and I guess selection of, of national teams and, and traveling um, across the world? Yeah, I'm sure there are, there are, uh, active, there are six active blind cricket regions in Australia. So the, the areas are the states of Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia and Western Australia mm-hmm. and then we have the Australian Capital Territory which is where Canberra that's the, the capital city of Australia yes. the ACT are also play and we're looking at expanding to Tasmania uh, we've got some we've been going down to Tasmania for the last uh, probably four or five years mm-hmm. and they're on the verge of setting up their own association and um, they'll be part of a, a, a national tournament as well we've been playing national championships and my memory it's going to fail me here, but they would go back. They would go back. I think even before the 1950s. So wow. It's been a, like there's been so a, we're talking a long, long, lot of history as far as national championships. It may have been in the 30s, in fact, but I, I, I can't be quoted on that because I'm, I'm saying it, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So how does the game is governed in in Australia? Does every region control their own thing, or there's just one system where you guys work and then you have a national final? Um, explain that for me. Each each of those regions that I've mentioned mm-hmm. play their own competition. They're, they're completely autonomous, so they play their own competition. They work out what they want to do as far as the, the number of teams they're, they're using, um, the the rules around the game, what they're playing as far as T20 or, or uh, limited overs cricket. Um, that's entirely up to them, but when we come together as the Nationals, we play under, we obviously we'll, we'll play the same, same rules and... Uh, and that's how it's been for um, forever. Yeah, just forever. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's been. So we do that, and then um, from the national championships we have, uh, the uh, Australia, the Cricket Australia have now decided that is going to be a key uh, area for them to use to look at to select team, uh, select a squad to then become uh, the national team. Wow. So that's, yes, yes, yes. So, 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 can you tell me how many teams are in each region? We've got different numbers in different states. So in Queensland, there are two mm-hmm. uh, two competition teams. I think in New South Wales, there are two to three competition teams. Victoria, three to four competition teams. Uh, and just yeah, different numbers in different states. Okay. All right. So in light of the, the continuous um, improvement or development of, of technology, how many persons you guys have playing blind cricket in Australia and how has... Basically, the, the, the individuals within Australia, how, how, did, how, how do they respond to playing cricket? Is it the same back then as it is now? Or does that person come out or you have less person now than you used to have before? All up around 300 blind cricketers in Australia. Wow, that's, that's fully um, fully um, performing in blind cricket. That's, that's amazing though. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're always keen to look for more, but the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the mod day... 
uh, battle we have as kids uh, with the with the beauty of adaptive technology, which is probably allowing us to do this podcast seamlessly. Um, that that's opened up a whole new world for people who are blind or vision impaired. So, in in the past, uh, prior to me starting blind cricket, but you know, people would get to blind cricket because they'd find that they'd be working at a blindness institute. That's where all of the people with a vision impaired would, would go and work, and then that they would almost be an escape to get to cricket. And that was so there was a big, a, an easy, um, uh, captive audience there to spread the word of blind cricket. But now that people with adaptive technology are, are really integrated into society, it's much harder to spread the word, and people don't need that escape from uh, the drudgery of a mundane job in an institute. They're now doing all sorts of work, and so for some people, the the opportunity of playing blind cricket isn't such a big deal. But as I said, we still have 300 people, and everyone who comes to blind cricket, I would say, with, almost without exception, would walk away from the game realising that it's more than just an opportunity to play sport. It's a vital mm-hmm. link to to a community that has an understanding of the struggles that people who are blind or vision impaired go to. And in general society, people can be empathetic, but it's not, uh, you know, they, they can't have the same connection or the same understanding of what it's like to live with a vision impairment as, mm-hmm. as do other people with vision impairments. And that's sort of, I guess, what Blind Cricket offers. Yes. And and, and and that note, to get away a bit from um, national cricket as well as Australia, but to look more on your life, personal life, as it relates to cricket, who, who introduced the game to you and how has it helped you to be the man you are today? Because a lot of persons have different stories, you understand? And person said it helped me socially, it helped me to do this, it helped me to become this. So I would like to hear how, from your perspective, how do you see it and how has it um, impacted on your life? Yep, sure. Look, uh, blind cricket was first introduced to me through uh, three people from the Queensland Blind Cricket Association who visited my high school. I was in uh, year eight, um, and the um, sorry, I might have actually been year nine, actually um, year nine, I think. And the I didn't know anything about blind cricket. I was for the first time in my schooling, I was in a school that had an area that was dedicated to people who are vision impaired yeah. um, it was so one, one subject every day I would I would come out of the, the regular school and I'll go to the what they call a special education unit and it was basically like a, a catch-up opportunity so I would be meeting a, you know, an English specialist or a mathematics specialist or a science specialist or, or, or those sorts of teachers who would just catch me up on any of the work that I'd missed out on in class um, so I guess they had a little captive audience there and these people came out mm-hmm. and they introduced fly cricket to me then I thought it sounded great. I'd give it a go, and uh, that was it. I played. I started playing that season, which was at the it was 1989. So it was when I first started playing blind cricket. Was that two years ago? No, no, might have been. No, 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 might have been eighty. Might have actually eighty-seven. I think end of eighty-seven. By the as the years get more distant, it's more difficult to recall. But yeah, so eighty-seven I started, and then I I found myself within. Uh, within two years, I was, I'd made it into the state side as a peripheral player, mm-hmm. and then two years after that, I made it uh, into the. We had at that time national championships every two years, and then two years after that, I was in the state side as a, a more concrete player. And in fact, I made an honorary Australian team at that uh, that championships, was, which was a wonderful opportunity. And then um, I was picked on my first Australian tour, which was in fact the first official Australian tour. Uh, of an international tour there'd been a one pro- tour previously but this was the first proper international um, 
rather than an invitational. And that was in 1996, uh, the Australian team went and played three games against, or three, uh, was that, uh, three double innings games, in fact, against uh, New Zealand in uh, well, uh, Hamilton in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And that was my first experience of getting into the national team. I missed selection for the 1998 World Cup. I was, a uh, bit controversially, I was, myself and only one other batsman were using the flat, the, the sweep shot. Mm-hmm. And all of the other party-sided batsmen were standing up. And so the selectors, I think, to a person and the other players all thought that what I was doing and what the other guy was doing wasn't wasn't cricket as far as they were concerned. And, and whilst we were scoring well, uh, they, they weren't convinced that that was the way to play blind cricket. They went to the 1998 World Cup and came back and everyone was after that sweeping. So I was a bit robbed. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad I missed out on that chance. But I've been in every other tour Australia's had since that day. So um, that's... Which has been... Uh, uh, yeah, a huge reward for me. Wow, can you say that man have a wonderful cricketing career? He did so much and he's still doing a lot for cricket globally as well as in his country people and I could not give you everything on this episode about Raymond Moxley. So you got to come back for more next week. We're going to be going deeper as it relates to his cricket um, career and how thing has been for him over the last years people remember you can subscribe and be always in the know as it relates to blind cricket globally check me out on facebook that's blind cricket club on facebook share the page like it as well as email me at blind cricket club at gmail.com phone number 1-876-489-1753 you can send me what's up there if you want to leave a voice note to be featured in any one of the future episodes and also on the anchor podcast you can also leave a voice note there and i will definitely get it so thanks people see you guys next time subscribe to the podcast share and leave a review